Thank you for tuning in to our podcast recorded live each week. Now sit back and enjoy the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoor Show. Tighten your life vest, wrap into your tree stand, and get ready for the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors. Your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now here are your hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula. I can make a living from walking in Good the morning, Chattanooga Good to be back on the air. Glad to have you It's weird when you're gone for a week. Yeah, it is. It just it seems, just things seem strange. Ooh, glad to have you back, though. Yeah, it's kind of nice. I see uh, everything's still as it should be. For the most part, yeah. I didn't wreck much. Radio station's still here. JD's still here. Mm-hmm. I'm still here. Your studio is actually neater than it was. Mm-hmm. I didn't do that. I can't take credit for and that. And we have a guest. We do. It is awesome. Well, you have me. I don't know how much of a guest I am. I'm here. Well, you're becoming a regular. I mean, you, you do the early Saturday morning shows. Yeah, I got I to gotta work with my press agent. Find me something later in the day. It's getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning. It's, I'm accustomed to getting home at 4 o'clock in the morning, not getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> All right. That voice you hear would be none other than Ronnie Dodd. How you doing, Ronnie? I'm doing great, sir. How are you? Good. Dodd and Associates training right here in the Chattanooga, Tennessee area. And uh, as I tell people often, uh, when, you, when you hear people on here, it's, it's because I, I generally know them and support them. And um, somebody asked me the other day, and, and and it was a general inquiry and said, I've heard of this Dodd training. What do you think of them? And I said, well, I'll tell you, and you can decide. That's where I sent my daughter for her handgun class. So you decide. And guy looked at me and he said, I would imagine if you sent your daughter up there, then you think it's probably one of the better. And I said, I sent my daughter there. So, and that's, I mean, that's exactly, you know, that's, you're not going to send your, I your, appreciate your family someplace that you don't trust what they're doing that's true that's true so, and i certainly appreciate it oh absolutely absolutely so uh everything going well everything's going good i'm uh, still fighting this mouth of mine from a right. leftover radiation effect but we're gaining ground on it good good no good. don't look quite so much like a meth head now so <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was looking pretty bad there for about a couple of months but it's, it's getting better good got a little, last time i talked to you actually uh yeah, I think you were headed to the to the dentist, and we're not looking forward to it. Uh, no, no. Did it turn out better than you thought? No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> had eighteen pulled, and, and and I told him that morning. I, I said, "This sounds crazy." I said, "I've gone through open heart surgery." I said, "I've had cancer." I said, "I'm more concerned right now than, than I was on either one of those." And he said, "Well, you're not going to know it." And I didn't. Good. No, until the feeling came back in. Yeah. Then I knew it quite well. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. All right. It's good to have you back. So what's happening in the world of guns? Well, uh, <clears throat> uh, it, 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 we're under attack. I mean, the, the Second Amendment is under the most severe attack now in officially today, my 67th year. Uh, I was going to say happy birthday. Well, thank you, sir. And... Uh, I'm concerned. I'm, I'm really and truthfully concerned. Um, 
people who I never thought would come out with anti-gun type stuff has, and it's just, uh, it concerns me. I just, I hope things go well. There's a case in the Supreme Court right now that's uh, being heard. Thank God we have a the Supreme Court we have versus what we had a few years ago. Uh, Illinois just came out with a bill this week that would restrict uh, AR-15, or I'm sorry, assault weapons. That's the, I still, I'm still struggling for the definition of what an assault weapon is. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Naked, black and scary. Huh? Well, you know, <laughs> if 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 I pull a gun off my hip and shoot you, that's probably an assault weapon in your case. I mean, you're going to think of it as an assault weapon. Yeah. Dead's dead. It doesn't matter. Whether I stab you with an ink pen or shoot you with a three oh eight, you know, dead's dead. I agree. So anyhow, it's uh, not getting on the bandwagon, but if you're not a member of the NRA or Guns of America, you you, you need to get involved because our country needs help right now from people that are of like mind as the three that's sitting here right now. Don't know about the young lad back there behind the glass. Uh, uh, we we wonder about him too, but that's okay. Okay, and uh, yeah, they they need to start standing up and putting people in there. Of course, it's okay. The uh, newest person from what? Where is she from? New York says you know, world's gonna be dead in twelve years yeah, from so. climate change. At least we know where Al Gore's love child's at now. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get calls. Oh God! No, that's pretty funny. I like it was, that. but oh man. Uh, speaking of speaking of that, and then I'll get back to to this. <coughs> um, I own some stock in Apple, and and Al Gore's on the uh, the board of directors. And of course, as a stockholder, you have to vote for the the board of directors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have no idea. Don't I, I knew two names on there: Al Gore and Tim Cook. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was like, yes, 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 no. no. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I can't help. I actually, I actually voted yes, so that I, said, I can't do it. And I went back and changed it before I submitted. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so that is pretty funny. I was in Kosovo during that election and uh, working in Kosovo for the uh, OSCE. And it was kind of funny. We'd come in in the mornings and the Brits and the Norwegians, oh, do you have a president yet? I said, no, but if Gore wins, I'm getting a post office box here in Kosovo, if that tells you anything. Be looking for a summer home, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. The, uh, and I agree with you, uh, and that was one of the things. I, I had a few things I wanted to talk to you about uh, when you're here today, as well as, you know, just general gun talk. We And, and, and you're about the only person we really do this with, so I'm glad you're here. But I have never seen an attack from so many different directions as we're seeing right now on firearm rights. It's incredible. Um, and I'm not even talking about it at the federal level because as as you and I were just discussing a few minutes ago before we went on the air, you got federal and you got state. And state really is, a, is, is pretty important. Uh, federal is too. But those state rights are real important. And in Tennessee, we're in great shape. I mean, we're in a, we got a great state from a legislative standpoint. I don't expect a whole lot of issues out of our state in our lifetime. Correct. Some of these other states are just freaking nuts. 
and and that's that's kind of spooky. And 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 you mentioned the case that's going to the Supreme Court. Even though we have a conservative court, any case going to the Supreme Court kind of scares me. Yes, it can go either way. Yes, uh, Heller went a way that nobody expected, and and I don't know that Heller really changed my life at all. It may have, but I can't think of it. And this one may not change it either. But it just when that precedent gets put out there, and then you wonder if uh, you know what it would take to overturn that precedent, and that's what's the part that's spooky. And that's just it. Once you know as well as I do, and we've seen it, we've all seen it. Well, we'll pass this, but then we'll rescind it. I've never known. I've never known from from the state level. And as, as some people know, I was a police officer for twenty four and a half years, and I never knew of a law going away. And so once it gets there, it gets there. Now, my personal opinion: enforce the ones we have. We don't really need any new laws, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, like I said, I'm concerned. I bet our founding fathers are spinning it about warp drive <laughs> in their in their graves right now. My grandfather probably is. I, I can only imagine what Jasper's thinking right now. You asked what the definition was. I'm looking at the definition, and I'm looking at what the definition supposedly of an assault weapon is, and I'm I'm laughing here. One, one thing that defines an assault weapon is a grenade launcher, according to this, and the other is a bayonet lug. Yeah, because there's so many bayonet charges going on right now in Chicago. They're just running down the streets sticking people with bayonets. I mean, really? Well, you know, the other day they had to back off on the uh, assault charges because the snow was deep. Did y'all see that meme on Facebook? No. Yeah, yeah it was Chicago murders had been put on hold because of the snowstorm. Yeah. You Some know, one of the things that, uh, that and, and I see it there, semi-automatic firearm capable, that's a new defining thing, semi-automatic. Because mm-hmm. assault weapon, until a year or two ago, was always fully automatic. Right, right. And so they've tried to come in and redefine it. And, of course, this is Wikipedia. Anybody can, you know, yeah. change it if you're a member. But it's, the, they're, they're really changing that definition. Well, it. The Illinois ban has the word semi-automatic in there. Yeah. Uh, it says, this one I had a problem with. Any semi-automatic shotgun that has one more features, has one or more features, such as the ability to accept a detachable magazine, a folding or telescoping or thumbhole stock, or protruding grip for hand support. Your turkey guns, a lot of your turkey guns, have the pistol grip, which would then be illegal, according to yes, sir. this in Illinois and the uh, state of Washington did the same thing. They made they defined um, an assault weapon. They defined it so broadly, it encompasses pretty much every gun out there. And and that's where people need to be paying attention to what's out there. I don't remember how the story goes, but the government wanted to do this. Well, that doesn't affect me, so I don't care. The government wanted to do this. That doesn't affect me, so I don't care. And then eventually it gets down, and they're right there in your back door wanting to do something. So if if they don't start paying attention, uh, we're, we're, in, we're in deep, deep, deep trouble. We're, we're getting there anyway now. I wear my high-top boots now anyway, so <laughs> it's, uh, it's getting where I'm going to have to get some of y'all's get y'all to put me on some good waiters or something. <laughs> well, I can help you there. Get Put me on some good waiter 
technology. I can help you there. Now, if I'm not mistaken, Illinois, you cannot rifle hunt deer. You have to shotgun hunt, correct? I think so. I've never hunted in Illinois, but I think that's the case. I'm 99% sure it's, it's shotgun only. So if you're making, let's say, a, let's say 150, 200-yard shot. You wouldn't do that with shotgun. Yeah, I know. But let's say you're trying to get out there and reach out and touch something a little bit farther than you would. That pistol grip might be helpful in deer hunting. Maybe. No, it'd make it illegal, though. Yeah, well, uh, granted, it'd make it illegal, but it would be a little bit more stable, potentially. But it just makes no sense that they would... Not, well, this whole thing doesn't make sense. Why am I looking at one feature that doesn't make sense? The whole thing doesn't make sense. Right. Yeah, it, it, I always find that ironic that, you know, you guys invite me on here and other shows, and the people that invite me are usually pretty much pro-Second Amendment, and I'm thinking, we're kind of preaching as a choir, but our choir is going to have to start preaching to other people, and I'm afraid that's what's not happening. Well, it's not, and and it's it's funny... Um Last week, uh, was it last week? Yeah, last week I was in Memphis at the Wildlife Commission meeting. You had a gun with you, I hope. Uh, two. I had, yes. <laughs> I did. Uh, and I, and I, I felt safer because of it. Um, but the one of the things that came out of it was at the commission meeting, we were talking about the paddle board. Uh, we, were, we were trying to regulate commercial paddle craft. And what happened was, is the commercial paddlecraft people started contacting the legislators. And once again, we saw the same thing we always see with sportsmen and gun people and things like that. They sit back and they keep their mouth shut. And, and so you only have one group of people in the ears, and that's talking about what they want. And the other people, they're not saying anything. Yes, sir. And, and the th- it just drives me nuts. I have so many people that tell me, well, I don't like to get involved in politics. Well, politics is running your life. You better get involved. And if we as sportsmen don't get off our ass and start contacting people, we're going to end up losing gun rights, you know, and other other things. We're go- we're just going to. And that's what, uh, that's. I, it just drives me nuts when people don't engage. Yeah. It's, um. Please don't y'all reach over here and slap me, but, you know, I, I don't fish. But I maintain, I know, I know Rob wanting to slap me. I, don't I maintain things that are going on because, yeah, exactly right. Because well, if they come after something pertaining to fishing, next thing, they're going to be coming after something after guns. And we're and we're under a heavier attack now than I've seen all my life. It's right. just uh, It's just flat-ass scary. In the For What It's Worth department, I got my first gun bought for me 67 years ago today. My grandfather bought me a Marlin 22 lever action rifle the day I was born. So I have owned a gun all my life. Do you still have it? I still do. Awesome. All right, we'll be right back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Give us a call. 267-1023, 267-1023. We'll actually be talking other things besides the attack on the Second Amendment. We'll talk about whatever you want to talk about. Every spring for five long years I've been chasing down the same long beard It's get up early and I give him all I got Are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. 
The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late. Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the experts when it comes to lush green lawns. If you're a homeowner, Beatty's has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed for this area and provide you with knowledge to have a lawn that is the envy of all your neighbors. If you're a lawn care company owner, Beatty's can formulate special blends for your customers by the pallet. Go to the pros at Beatty's Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty'sFertilizer.com. It sits above the mantle. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Struggling computer-wise over here. I'm sorry. Well, we, me too. We having issues? Well, we have a white screen. It's better than a blue screen of death. Yeah, that's definitely sure. But I don't know why it's white. I don't know what happened. Maybe, I don't know, maybe it's a snow scene and you just don't know it. Sweating on the blizzard Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's what it is. Yeah. I don't know. All right, so what do we have happening, Robert? Uh, well, we've got a couple of things going on. Uh, big thing coming up. You want me to go over the calendar real quick? We got, or do you want? That's fine. Okay. Coming up on the outdoor calendar, Sandhill Crane season closes the 27th, which would be tomorrow. So, so does waterfowl season. So does waterfowl season. So For those of us who are not hunting Sandhill Cranes. Yes, and... Those of us not hunting waterfowl, tomorrow's your last day. The 2nd of February is going to be Bayside Baptist Wild Game Dinner and Expo. Sid Bream from the Atlanta Braves is going to be there. The doors open at 4 p.m. On the 9th of February, the Silverdale Baptist Wild Game Dinner will be out at Silverdale Baptist. The speaker will be Brett Henderson. On the 9th, or on on February 9th uh, in the morning, if you want to come out to Lake Junior, Trout Unlimited is having their Out and About with Trout event. It's going to be a big event. There's going to be tables, chairs, fly tying demonstrations. We'll have some water, some maybe a couple of giveaways. Come on out and see the right, TU hold on, guys. Hold on, hold on. No, no, no. Tony Sanders Outdoors and Trout Unlimited. Yes. Since you made me a co-host of the thing on <laughs> Facebook, it is you, my name needs to be on there with you. Okay. And you're, you, you're going to be on there twice. Okay. See, I thought that Out and About with Trout was Out and About with the Trout Professor, not just Trout Unlimited. This thing is taking on a life of its own. It should be a really big event. All <laughs> so, right. On the 2nd of March is going to be the Wild Turkey, uh, National Wild Turkey Cherokee Chapter Banquet out at Chester Frost State Park. Always a great time. On the 23rd of March, SCI Night of the Hunter is going on at the Chattanooga Convention Center. Doors open at 5 p.m. there. And on the 6th of April, if you've got kids, you need to send them out to the Chattanooga Ducks Unlimited Great Outdoors Festival out at Covey Creek Farm. How many kids did they have last year? A couple hundred, wasn't it? It was close yeah, to two hundred. It, it was. It was right. It was. I think it was over two hundred. I think they're shooting for three this year. So big event. There's BB gun shooting, archery, shotgunning, fishing. There's all kinds of giveaways for the kids. Uh, it's a real big outdoor event to encourage kids to get outside and show them what's available. For them to do when they get a little bit, you know, older or want to participate, you know, all kinds of great outdoor events. So, really great event for the kids out there. Last year they had a bicycle course too, I think too. So, 
all kinds of outdoor things going on out at the Ducks Unlimited Unlimited Great Outdoors Festival out at Covey Creek Farms. All right, one more thing to add. Okay. September 5th. <laughs> Hang on. That's nine, right? Nine. Nine, yeah. Nine. Five. I'm lost my thing here. Nine, five, 19. Okay. Or, or six, either one. Dead gun. <laughs> I hate this computer. All right. Uh, the Medal of Honor Heritage Center is going to be putting on their first annual sporting clays event at um, Dead Zero. It's going to be a huge event. Okay. We're going to turn it into a big one. So that's going to be cool. And uh, the Medal of Honor Heritage Center is a pretty cool event or a thing that's being done down right at the Aquarium Plaza. So uh, save the date, 9-5. Plan on being out there and helping uh, raise funds. And the the money from this event is actually going to the um, – they're, they're, they're teaching – um, my mind just went like they're teaching integrity they're teaching honor they're teaching things it's not about the museum it's about the educational thing that they're teaching and the seven pillars of the America, of the medal of honor and things like that it's it's pretty cool yeah that is really neat so it's gonna be a sporting clays event that is okay i might have to brush up on my shooting you better because it's gonna be fun not that you can't shoot but it's going to be fun. All right. I, you know, I've often said, Ronnie, that the biggest mistake <clears throat> I believe people make is the fact that they don't ever practice once they get their permit. There's a lot of people walking around that haven't pulled a trigger in years with a gun. And that, to me, they're just as dangerous as not having a gun. And... You hit the nail exactly on the head. Uh, I'd be willing to bet I have less than 2% of the people that I give handgun carry permit classes to that come back to me. Now, then maybe they go somewhere else. They're going wrong, of course. But, uh, yes, and, and it's terrible. And now with this new lifetime permit, it, it's just, you know... Who's to say you ever got a book? Well, see, at my age, I just had to have mine renewed this year. <laughs> right. And so at my age, it wasn't worth the money. At you young whippersnappers age, yeah, that, oh, no, that's no, a no. good thing. No, I, I would, I had, I have to live 32 years to, to out-survive the lifetime. I'll never make it. But I didn't want to mess with it anymore. Oh, well, what? And I didn't realize, I hadn't read thoroughly that, retired law enforcement could get for a hundred dollars a lifetime so you know i i blew my chance so i just went ahead and got eight years at the rate i'm going if i make another eight it's gonna be a miracle so here's here's my question about that i thought retired law enforcement could carry guns they can but do you have to have a life a handgun carry permit too there is a law i forget what it I forget the correct technical term for it, but yes, sir, you can get it. And I have taught that class before for uh, Hamilton County Sheriff's Department, actually. Uh, and they can they can get their permits now. Why do they need it if they've got a permit to carry? As a law enforcement, they have to. They have okay. to. As a retired officer, they have to. Okay. Uh, but you cool. can, it cool. gives you more latitude than I have. 
Correct. Really not that much. Oh, okay. Really not. It's, it's not that much different from what we're carrying in our pockets right now. And as far as uh, carrying a badge, we actually have more authority than some. I mean, like, if you've got a badge here and you go to Daytona for vacation, once you cross the state lines, you're no good. So I get a lot of law enforcement officers that will take the class just to where they can carry. Makes sense. I had one the other day says, well, you know, I always worry about getting suspended. And I thought, hmm, I wonder if he really needs a handgun permit <laughs> from me. <laughs> send, him to, send him to Ron Zerk. <laughs> <laughs> I just checked. My, my license expires in four months, so I've got to make the decision on whether I want to get the. I'd, I'd go with life. Just not have to fool with it. Yeah, I think I'm going to do the lifetime. I don't think, like I said, I don't. I'll have to do the math on it. I haven't done it, but I don't know that I'll outlive it. But I like the convenience of not having to worry about it again. I'll pay for that that privilege of not having to worry about it ever again and just say, here, you know, be done with it. That's what I did. Now, do I personally think that you should have to at least requalify once a year? Yes, sir, I do. I mean, look at law enforcement. Uh, Even the most bearish standards that law enforcement has – they have to have one qualification a year uh, with their departments. And, you know, that's bare minimum. There's no department around here that I know of that goes with bare minimum. They'll, they'll do two or three qualifications a year, even a low-light shoot. So, yeah, you, you've gotten a handgun permit 10 years ago, and your eyes have gone all to heck on you, and you can't see without your bifocals or can't see with the bifocals on and you're going to try to shoot somebody but god forbid if some you know if i was to try to bring that up to somebody i'd be strung up and quartered but i am teaching and it's a good time to plug it i have come developed a course uh essentials of concealed carry and it takes the handgun safety class and expands on it i mean as you both very well know you don't do any drawing from a holster well, you're not going to walk around with a gun in your hand all the time. So, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a real good class. I'm looking forward to having it. That's a really good point. Yeah. That's a really good point. Yeah. Well, I've, I've, I've often said that the the whole purpose of, of, of carrying a gun is uh, it's, it's really more about situational awareness than anything else. And not having to use it. Yes. If, you, if it goes down to where you've had to go hands-on or guns-on, You've done something wrong in the beginning. Well, and, and I remember, and, and I think we talked about it on here, when that uh, that guy got shot at the Cancun's, well, the, several years ago, that one. Um, people were talking, well, if he had a gun. No, he would have never survived because the guy just walked up, never said a word, and shot him. Yeah. I mean, it was just out of, out of random. Well, I doubt it was random, but yeah. there was no... Pre-warning. I had no chance to get ready for it. Got just shot him. Mm-hmm. Everybody and, think a gun is the answer to the situation. No. And, and I had this conversation with a young lady last night. She said, if I had to take a defensive tactics class or a handgun class, which one would you recommend? And I said, defensive tactics. And I said, you're a lot more apt to have to go hands-on with somebody than pull a gun on them. Right. And and that's that's just how it is. So go give up your gun and learn how to fight. <laughs> no, no, I didn't say that. Oh, okay. 
I always I, now one thing I will say if I'm it, it's kind of like Tony. If Tony's awake, he's armed, he, and probably sometimes when he's napping, he may may or not be armed. I can't confirm or deny that rumor right now. But if I'm up, I've got a blade on me. Now, ninety nine times out of a hundred. I'm in the office, secretaries, we get those big uh, reams of paper in, and, uh, you know, in the boxes with that strap, strap on, on them. Yeah. And they're, they're in there with a pair of scissors trying to cut it, and those scissors are, like, going sideways. You know, it, they're just not strong enough to cut it. I walk in there, pull out a little pocket knife, you know, just cut it. And exactly. I carry a pocket knife for simple stuff like that. Would I ever use it in a defensive situation? Probably not. I'm going to go, I've, you know, I've thought a little bit about it, but if somebody came at me, I'm going to get a hold of them. I'm not going for a weapon first. I'm going to get away from them. Exactly. And then, you know, that's where I'm from, but everyone says, oh, this, you, got, you, got a, you got a knife on you. Distance favors the marksman. Yep. Absolutely. I like that. It is. It's the truth. All right. Waterfowl season, here's, here's your ducks, and from what I'm hearing from everybody that's been hunting ducks this year, this is about all you're hearing is this song right here. The definite lack thereof of ducks. We'll be right back. Shut up the dog, stare at the water. If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677. Like a good neighbor is not just a saying. It exactly describes my friend, Rodney Allen. For nearly 20 years, my family has relied on Rodney for all of our insurance needs. He's been there when my kids were learning to drive, when my wife had been hit by a few deer, and when I needed life insurance to protect my family, as well as when my grandson was born. As you can see, he's not just our agent. He's part of our life. Rodney Allen, 423-847-3881. Like a good friend, Rodney will be there for your family, too. 423 If you need any outdoor supplies, there's only one place to go, Sportsman's Warehouse. They have all the equipment you need, as well as a friendly, knowledgeable staff to assist you. If you want a firearm, then check out the thousands of guns they have on the shelf. If you don't see one you want, go to sportsmanswarehouse.com. Choose from over 6,700 models they have, and they will ship it directly to the store. Everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors hanging with you this wonderful Saturday morning. In the house is Ronnie Dodd from Dodd Training and Associates. Glad to have you here again. Glad to be here, sir. Appreciate the invite. So, what are you teaching the most of right now? I know you do a lot of that Rogers Reactive. Uh, Still the biggest class I teach is the uh, handgun carry permit class, which is required by the state to obtain your carry permit if you decide to carry outside of your car. You know, there's a lot of people thinking that we should not even do that. It should be constitutional carry. And and, and I see that. I, I, I can as well. The, the the only problem I have with it, and of course in the state of Georgia, you know, you go down to probate court and get a permit. So the only problem I have with it is when I turned 16, my father didn't say, 
here, Ronnie, here's the car keys, go drive it. I got some instruction on how to do that. Right. And I think people, because guns are dangerous. I mean, any way you shape, form, or fashion, you look at it. You can beat somebody to death with it, or you can kill them. Right. Uh, well, I guess that's kind of the same thing. Uh, <laughs> but dead's you dead. need you, dead's dead. Yeah, you need to be uh, able to safely because these things do not come right. equipped with chocolate handles. If you pull it, you better be ready to use it. You can't eat it. Let's go talk to Willie. Hey, Willie, how you doing? All righty. How you doing today? Doing good. Thank you. I know you're not talking about this today. You mentioned a few minutes ago. We can. I have two, I have two tags for a crane, and I have not filled them. I also think I get some ideas from you. You have two tags for cranes, and you have not filled them. And you got yeah. about 24 hours. You've got yeah. You got about a you got about a day. Um, yes, that's a, boy. That's, I've been go, I've been going up on the Hawassi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, at the Armstrong Ferry. Yep. They did no island, but they quit flying. I want to know where did they go. Well, there haven't been as many this year. Our numbers are down. It, it's kind of interesting. Uh, our number of permits are, are based on the counts. Our counts up until next year, we're actually getting more tags. But okay. it's a five-year average, and so this year the bird counts way down, and so we're going to start. We're going to see those numbers go down. Uh, there's just there's not as many birds. Uh, you know, you can um, there's double H outfitters. Uh, I don't know if they've got any spots left this year or not because, I mean, the season's over. Uh, I think anything, any public land you can find up in the Birchwood area, I think, is going to uh-huh. be your best bet. But there are just not a lot of birds. I've got a, a friend of mine where I've hunted, Willie, for years uh, that lives, he borders a refuge. And he's, he's been, he tells me all the time, there's just not birds here this year. Okay. Uh, I don't feel near as bad, though. No, no, no. It's 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 been hard hunting. I mean, uh, I was reading and talking to the guys from Double H the other day, and they had canceled many trips just because they didn't have the birds um, to to for people to come hunt. Hey Willie, don't okay. forget though. Even if you don't shoot them, you got to turn in your card. Don't forget to do that, or they may not. They may hold your name out next year if you want to get drawn. Be sure and turn in your card. Even if you don't shoot any, you got to turn in zero or whatever. So. Don't forget to do that. Okay, okay, I will. And then, uh, if uh, if you can get into any public land up in the, like I said, the Dayton Birchwood area, uh, even if you kind of think of like a duck hunting area, uh, there's uh-huh. that would be a good place. We have a good friend of ours that listens to the show all the time, Sonny, and he sneaks back into those duck areas, and and that's where he gets his cranes. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna be looking. All right. Well, you got you got a, about a day and a half to do it. So good luck to you. Yeah. All right. Well, rabbit season ain't quite over yet, so I'm gonna try the rabbits. There you go. There you go. Sounds good, Willie. Thank you. All right. So you said you don't fish. Do you ever hunt? That's what I like about coming on this show. I mean, the the knowledge that you two and I'm not blowing your whistle here, but blowing your whistle, <laughs> the knowledge you two guys have such about such a varied amount of things pertaining to the outdoor is just phenomenal. I mean, 
I'd have never thought of crane. You know, I see them fly overhead. You know, come shoot them. So I'm always I'm always learning something when I come here. So. Well, I, and 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 I'll be the first to admit, I'm I'm probably one of those guys that you I'm, I have general knowledge and not an expert in anything, just general. That's what I tell people. I'm good at a lot of things, not good at any one thing. Yeah. So, so. was well, a jack of all trades, master of none. That's yeah, it. that's it. That's one I was trying to think of and I couldn't. All right, that'll, so that'll go in the book. So here, right. here's here's my question. <laughs> yes, sir. If um, what's what's my job? If if I am in a situation where I have to pull a gun, am I trying to Stop, kill, what am I trying to do? Okay, according to slide number 33 in the Tennessee Handgun Carry Course. Slide number 33. Slide number 33, and I actually give a handout in my classes of the presentation that the state provides us. We shoot to neutralize. Shoot to neutralize. Shoot to neutralize. Because a bullet is basically, I can take a pencil and stab a bigger hole in you as I can with a bullet. Now, if you die... That's between you and God, and I would never attempt to intercede in God's work. <laughs> so, you put enough bullets, pencil holes in somebody until they are not a threat anymore. Therefore, it has been neutral. You're trying to stop the threat. You stop the threat, yes, sir. If it takes one round, so be it. If it takes 25 rounds, so be it. Uh, I don't teach my students per se this. But when I'm doing close quarter drills, I don't do body shots. I, all I practice is head shots. Because if somebody's coming at me, I want immediate incapacitation. I want isn't, the threat to isn't stop. That, isn't that a, um, a low percentage shot? I mean, not for him, it's not. Well, maybe, yeah. But I mean, because a head moves quite a bit where a body doesn't necessarily. Takes practice. Okay. Then, yeah. And I can come up and. And, and take many courses and, and get that practice. At this is true. You can. Dot and associates you training. The, uh, I took a force on force class decades ago. And uh, back when force on force really got started. And I came into the room and they had the, they had the aggressor in there. And he charged me. And I just came out of my holster and put three right between his eyes. And the instructor said, whoa, 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 what, what are you doing? And I said, Stopping the fight. Well, yeah, I guess that'll work. <laughs> and, you know, you can see his vest where he'd been all marked up with paintball and everything shooting down here. You know, if, if somebody's got an impact weapon, oh, like a machete coming after a car, uh, you know, they can cover 21 feet in a second and a half. So unless you're well prepared, if somebody's within 21 feet of you and they've got an impact weapon, they they may die. If you've got a good center mass hit on them, they're going to die, but they're still going to get you. So you've got to go, go for an immediate incapacitation shot. Hey, James. Hey, good morning, y'all. Good morning. Um, I think what you were talking about, uh, I think it's Law Enforcement Safety Act, President Bush. I know who this is. Uh, got to qualify, I think, every year to carry. But uh, three things, basically. When distance decreases, danger increases. Always watch the hands and body posture. But the number one thing is situational awareness. And you must be justified on the use of force 
you must articulate it because you know you got that grand jury you never know so what are you doing up so early i know who this is I'm getting ready to go down the Y to do two hours and five minutes of cardio. I've lost about 40-something pounds. I was a 6'8 on my A1C. I'm down to 5'5". Good for you, buddy. Good for you. Yeah. I can give you a weight loss program, but I wouldn't recommend it. And I will probably be going shooting this morning. I try to shoot about 500 to 1,000 rounds a month. So Why so low? What are you, sla- you slacking back? I mean, come on up to Mont Lake. We got an IDPA match starting up there at nine o'clock. Come on up, and shoot with us. Oh, okay. Well, I have to get up there. Uh, let's say I'm. Well, no, nine something. I'm finishing up. Like I say, I got I got my cardio. I'm living for that, and I got to do my abs. All right, buddy. I got to take that shower and be beautiful. But you're pretty yeah, good for twenty God help you on that one. Anyway, I will catch you later. Thank you, James. And also, um, you know, I didn't I tell you I'm a bi-caliber sexual? No, I didn't know that. I do 40 and 357 SIG. So. Yeah, I still got some of your 357 SIG, too. Well, anyway, I'm waiting uh, probably, what, was it next year? Not this coming year, but uh, we got that bus going back up to yep. Nashville. Absolutely. All right. Well, I'll be looking forward to it. I'll be retired from the city. Sounds good. Thank you, James. All right. Bye-bye. All right. We're going to go take a real quick break. Charlie, we'll get you as soon as we come back from this break. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Sportsman's Warehouse is a perfect place to shop for all your outdoor equipment. No matter the season, Sportsman's Warehouse friendly staff and knowledgeable experts can assist you in finding what you need for your adventure. If you're a hunter, angler, boater, hiker, camper, or need clothing or shoes, Sportsman's Warehouse has just what you need. If you're looking for a firearm, Sportsman's Warehouse has over a 1,000 guns in the store. Now, if you don't see one you want, you can go to sportsmanswarehouse.com and select from over 6,700 guns offered online. Then you can have it shipped directly to the store, everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Don't forget to sign up and register for the Sportsman's Warehouse loyalty card. This will give you points towards gift cards and special promotions, as well as keeping you informed of upcoming events. Be sure to like them on Facebook for prizes, promotions, as well as things happening at the store. The place to shop for all your outdoor needs. Sportsman's Warehouse. The great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Spring will soon be here, and you know what that means. Grilling and barbecue. You can get everything you need at Don's Meat Shop, 648 Dixon Pike. Don has steaks such as T-Bone, Porterhouse, ribeyes, and many, many more. You can pick up kebabs, chicken, burgers, pork chops, roasts, or fish, and try out their seafood. Be sure to try their summer sausage snack sticks. Don has quality meats and great cooking advice, so give them a call at 423-842-1256. Don's is open six days a week, closed Tuesdays. Check them out at donsmeatshop.com, and be sure to like them on Facebook. Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the experts when it comes to lush green lawn. If you're a homeowner, Beatty's has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed specifically for this area and provide you with the knowledge to have the lawn that will be the envy of all your neighbors. Don't go buy a bag of something that may or may not work from a big box store. Beatty's has years of local knowledge and knows what will work in this area. Trust the local experts in fertilizer to assist you with your lawn. Make your neighbors really jealous. Call Beatty's. If you're a lawn care company owner or are on a landscaping group, 
Beatty's can formulate special blends for your customers by the pallet. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Call Beatty's for more information on bulk fertilizer for your lawn care company. Minimum quantities required. So whether you're a homeowner, lawn care company, or just like digging around in the yard, go with the pros at Beatty's Fertilizer. 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty'sFertilizer.com. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Charlie, we were coming right to you, man. If you want to call back in, give us a call. We'll get you on before the top of the hour break if you call in soon. Definitely want to hear from you. All right, where were we at? I forgot what we were talking about. Guns. Guns. Because he doesn't fish. Does, he, he never answered the hunting question either. No. Here, I quit rifle hunting when I was sitting in the woods one morning, you know, the time you're supposed to be there, and I hear this overhead, quack, 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 quack. And then I hear the gunshot, and the round went literally straight above me, and I know that somebody took a shot, missed, had no idea I was where I was at. I said, screw this. I am not going to get shot out in the woods, but somebody didn't even see me. So I was bow hunting a lot at that time, so I bow hunted for years, but then it got to a point where it seemed like all I did was work. Right, and I really turned into a boring guy at that point. <laughs> My uncle, who yes, I have hunted, has now passed on. Uh, he was he was a deer hunter, and I don't think he ever really. It was not as like as as he he didn't eat and breathe it right. So he was he was a smoker, and he was walking back to the car, and he sat down on a stump, and smoked cigarette before he got back to the car. So he, he's sitting down, just kind of watching. And this uh, deer came up, uh, a little fawn came up, and before he got up, the fawn was smelling the end of the gun barrel and, <laughs> and this and, and, and nudging up against him. He said, you know, anything that curious, I just can't hunt. And he never hunted again. <laughs> he, he loved it. He ate it. He, he let us go out and hunt. And, and and he would cook it, and uh, he loved it, but he said, I just can't do it anymore. I have about six or eight that hang around the house up there, and uh, I can always tell when they're out close in to the, to the backyard there because my beagle goes nuts at nights, and uh, which she did this morning on the way down here. And uh, I, I'd look back now, I thought, man, how could you kill something as beautiful as that? Now, granted, I know people eat them, and I have eaten yeah. Vincent before it's very good, but I I don't I get I'm getting soft to my old age. I don't think I could kill one. Yeah, they taste too good not to. They Sorry. do taste good. Now, if you kill one and offer me a, some, that's, okay. that's a different story. That's okay. All right. So when we uh, when we come back after the top of the hour break, I want to get into a couple of different things. Calibers. Okay. S- types of guns. Okay. From standpoint of and, and this is for your average person. You know, what caliber to use, revolver or semi-automatic. Um, and some other things that just kind of on my mind and get your thoughts on. Okay. Be glad to. That uh, that, uh, that, uh, that should give us plenty to talk about. Oh, that's another two hours. something I said I was going to ask you, and now I'm, I'm struggling to remember what it was. Why people hate Glocks? Glocks, thank you. You're Why welcome. do people hate Glocks? I, you must know different folks from me. Um... Uh, no, it's on the internet. It's oh, is it? It's oh, about it's got to be true then. Uh, so Glocks. 
like I said, you either love them or you hate them. When they first came out, I thought, I refuse to shoot an ugly gun. That was just, they were ugly to me. And I refused to shoot an ugly gun. And until I went to Kosovo, and that's what we trained the Kosovo police services with, was a Glock 19, I never shot one. All right, you hold that right there. We'll do it at the top of the hour. Okay. We'll, we'll be right back. Loving every day. That's a prayer that a country boy prays. Thank God he made me this way. Don't stop that podcast now. That's only one half of the show. We'll be right back with the second half of Tony Sanders Outdoors. Tighten your life vest, wrap into your tree stand, and get ready for the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors. Your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now, here are your hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula. I can make a living from walking in the woods. Welcome back. Hour number two. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Hanging out with Ronnie Dodd from Dodd and Associates Training. And glad to be here. I am glad you're here. You guys are, like I said a while ago, y'all are just full of much knowledge on things that's outside of my normal scope. And I'm always learning stuff when we're, I come we're here. We're full of something, that's for sure. Uh-huh. I was trying to think of a polite way to work around that. <laughs> All right, now we were talking uh, about Glocks. And the question I asked you when you first got here this morning before we went on the air, why is it so many people hate Glocks? And you're going, eh, I don't know that they really do. And I'm like, okay, I'm on, I'm on about four gun forums on Facebook. Okay. Gun Nation. And it's, it's inevitable. And number one, I don't understand why so many people ask your opinion. I don't care. You know? I, I may if I may call you up and say, "Hey, Ronnie, here's what I'm thinking. What do you, what what's your thoughts?" But I'm not going to go on Facebook and and get the opinion of people that I don't know. I don't know that they're experts, right? And that's so I'll I'll say that out there. And so, but I see this all the time where they just hate the Glock. I hate Glocks, but if I was going to get one, it'd be a G19. Or I hate Glocks, but. You know, did you think about this? Because I hate Glocks. It just blows my mind. And I never owned one. I never owned one until about four years ago. Now I own about seven. All right? Because once I got one, I'm like, dang, these are pretty nice guns. They are. They're ugly. And they work. And that's the reason I didn't like them. It's an ugly gun. At that time, I was running a SIG 220 or a 1911 Design 45. Okay. And you lay a Glock down to it, and it's kind of like my first ex-wife. It's just ugly. <laughs> oh, so we're going to get guys. See, I know my daughter's still in bed asleep. Okay, so she she's not going to hear that. Okay, she won't good. hear that. Good. And uh, they're just ugly. But but when I went to work in Kosovo, that's what we trained them on. And by golly, the dad gum things worked. I mean, we in Kosovo, we had temperatures from 100 plus to below zero and okay. and knee deep in snow and and then when i went to work with the iraqis out in the desert we'd work them in sandstorms and the dadgum things work uh i mean if i was going to war i'd probably want to have a glock with me and and i i, I take a different approach okay? okay and and this is my approach if 
police departments use them. They're people that their lives and other people's lives depend on them. Uh, and when you look around and you look in holsters, most of them are carrying Glocks. That tells me something. Now, not all of them, uh, but, you know, it's like the wildlife officer. They all carry uh, Glock 31s. That's what they carry. The uh, uh, Highway Patrol, they carry Glocks. You just you see Glocks at a lot of places. A lot of that has got to do, well, twofold. Number one is the person that's in charge of buying the guns. I understand. But secondly, Glock stands behind their product. I mean, something messes up on your Glock, you can send it to Glock and probably have it back within a week, and it's fixed. Smith, on the other hand, and I love them. I mean, I'm an M&P guy. I've got one on right now. Uh, that's what I use at Rogers Shooting School is, a, is an M&P. M- Smith lost the Atlanta Police Department's contract. They went to Glock. I was talking to a guy from Atlanta, and they said, we couldn't get Smith to service the guns. They had they were having breakages. And I said, okay, so I talked to a Smith rep. He said, we sell so many civilian guns, we don't care. Now, I think that's doing a terrible injustice to law enforcement. I agree. But that's just the bottom line. Glock stands behind their products. And they're good guns. Uh, ergonomically, it's like a... Uh, Springfield XD. Springfield XDs are great guns. Ergonomically, they do not fit my hand well. Right. I don't shoot them particularly well. Uh, and I was telling you about a friend of mine designed what we call the grip force adapter that put onto the back strap in the tang area of the Glock that gives it the angle of a 1911. And, buddy, that was, you know, I've. I've won a couple of matches shooting my Glock 34 using that grip force adapter. But before I had that, I inherently shot low with the gun. Hmm. Okay. Cool. But you're good guns. And usually, you know, I love these forms, and I get on them occasionally just to start a fight. <laughs> I wouldn't have ever thought that about you. There was one guy, you know, the you grip a gun. The thing that's around the frame of the gun is called the stock, bottom line. And I just corrected the guy's verbiage. Oh, man, you thought I'd have called his mother a winch or something. He went off on me, and I just I went on with him for about a day or two and finally told him, I said, look, sport, you, you, your gun, you call him. I make these things. I said, well, you ought to at least call him the right name then. So I just... <laughs> you may it, make them, but you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I was just goading him, but All right. I, I don't get on I don't get on gun forums too often. All right, so here we go. Okay, you ready? Yes, sir. This is like this is quiz time, right? Caliber forty-five. If you're willing to invest the time on learn how to shoot it, if you're not, a twenty-two, because a twenty-two you will invest the time to learn how to shoot it. And for example, my sister has MS. She has very weak hands, and she has one of my LCR-22s, which has a great, great trigger pull. She's scared of a pistol because of the MS. She's okay. scared she couldn't work the slide. Right. So I have her an LCR-22 because she's good enough now. Within five yards, she can put it 
and either running light that she wants to, and that's going to stop the fight. Yep. The least caliber I would carry would be a 9mm. Okay. But then again, I can hide about anything I want to on my person. What about a 380? 380, if there was nothing else available. Again, 380, you have to be more placement. And everybody says, well, it's the same bullet size as a 9mm and a 38, a 380 Super, and da da da. That's true, but because of the 380, it's a shorter case, less power less powerful round right so you need to be a little bit more precise but there again i have a friend that shoots a 380 she's very good she's very proficient and i wouldn't want her shooting at me with it right so it's a fight stopper i mean james bond carried it come on yeah but he was an international man of mystery and spying he was a good shot Mm, okay every time he picked up a gun i just cringe (laughs) 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 all right so uh there was a period of time where everybody was going away from the 9mm. Yes, sir. The reasoning behind that was I've heard all kinds of things. Uh, I don't know what the truth is. It 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 actually started, and I just got Ed Morales' uh, book, The Miami Shootout, the FBI agent that was involved in the Miami Shootout. A lot of it started back then because the guys were carrying 9mm, and I I know I'll get bit on this one, but I think it was Dove, the guy that fired the first shot at hood distance. If he had put it in Platt's running lights, the fight would have been over right there. It it all goes back to shot placement. So that's when the FBI went out and did this shot. Thousands and thousands of pounds of gelatin from all sorts of ammunition, and that's how they ended up with the Smith & Wesson 10.06, the 10, the 10 millimeter. Well, then they found out that their agents, because that was a huge gun. I mean, even in my right. hand, that was a big gun. So uh, they said, well, we'll just we'll reduce the power in the 10 millimeter, and that eventually, long story short, that's in how we ended up with a 40 caliber, was hmm. from the FBI. Interesting. Oh. Let's go to Beaverman. Hey, Beaverman. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Professor. Good morning. How are you all? Wonderful. Um, first off, not to uh, be the Mr. Know-it-all. Go but, ahead. Uh, sir, the guns are mounted on the decks of ships. If we're going to properly use the nomenclature for firearms, they're <laughs> either pistols, revolvers, sporting arms, so forth and so on. I have a drop button in front of me, Beaverman. <laughs> I know you no, do. No, sir. Actually, but I, I know you struggle. Actually, for I appreciate that. I had no idea. See, that's what I love about coming on this show. I learn things. That's I had right. no Guns idea. Thank you. To the decks of ships, and my drill sergeant taught me that while I was in the front leaning rest position in 1984, pushing South Carolina away from myself. All right. I had no idea. Thank you, sir. <laughs> next, my next point of of discussion: Glocks. Yeah. They are butt ugly. They are. They, but I have one, a Model 21 that sits between the the seats, and I can't hit squat at a range with that. I, re, I really, I can, I can plank around with a 1911 and do pretty well. I'm not a fantastic pistol shooter, but I don't want to carry my Springfield HD in the truck and have it get dirty and nasty. And the clock, I can leave it there for a year and never clean it. 
and it'll go bang, bang, bang. Help, help me out. Which one? Which one is twenty-one? Forty-five caliber. Okay. Okay. Thank you. And it, it's an older one too. I mean, I, I I tell you how old it is. I got it from uh, my buddy Ed Dar a long time ago over in Red Bank. Ah, I'm familiar so, with Ed. Um, I spent a few dollars I, with him. Yep. So um, that said, the uh, the six. I think you know the military has gone away from the Beretta and is now got a contract with SIG with their uh, for their nine, which is, I believe, designated the M18. At least the Army has. The Army has, okay. And um, I have a buddy that works for SIG, guy that grew up with me here, and um, he's uh, he's an interesting fellow. He, uh, he always comes up with some good photos on the book of face. What he calls, what he calls, you know, spent spent the day with some aromatherapy, and you see a, a steaming barrel and a big pile of brass. Yes, next to him at the range. But um, I've got a P, and I may be slightly numerically dyslexic, but a, a P three twenty. The new one, yes, two thirty. No, the three. No, this this one's a few years old. Uh, um, the three twenty is the one that the military selected. Uh, okay. That will be designated M eighteen, but the um, it, it's a it, it's a fantastic shooting pistol. Fantastic! I love the way it shoots. It fits better than the Glock. I can. I, my buddy and I were out shooting, and we didn't really have any targets, so I had all these sprinkler flags on the back of the truck. We start putting those out and hitting the three inch square at fifteen yards, twenty five yards. That got so easy. Like I wonder if I can hit that wire. The wires, yep, hit it, boom, bent it. So um, I, I really like the SIG. I like the functionality of it, the way it fits, the way it way it shoots, it balances. And this is from someone who is not a expert by any means of in anything except how to fix small engine machinery that I, I pay people to tear up for me. I tell you what, if you if you email me at info at dodtraining dot com, I'll send you a grip force adapter, put on that twenty one, and it'll make all the difference in the world for you. Yeah, I'll be glad to send you one. Well, I may do that. My, uh, I'm gonna bring my once basketball season is over for uh, the grandkids. I'm bringing my uh, daughter in law up with to see you. Okay, be glad and, to have uh, you and run run through that class with you. Okay. And um, we'll uh, maybe hash it out a little bit in there. Have you got time for one other little point of impact I would like to make, sir? Can can you go quickly? Very quickly. All right. The uh, fishing, Major League Fishing, is coming to Dayton. Yes. It's great, great. Love it, love it, love it. I've just been on the, the BBC communicating with guys and they're all like the local guys are like man i don't want all them people coming down here with them fancy boats they're all you know these guys with their little dog dog hunts and whatever they do you know right tournaments local guys are all complaining hey bring it on people it's a big lake there's a lot of fish in that lake you know four days ain't gonna wreck it and bring that money Everybody, every one of those pros has to have a license. They're going to buy that out-of-state license for the state of Tennessee. Yay, hey, we appreciate that. Yep. Bring your money. 
Money, money, money. We like it. Bring it on. I I don't disagree with anything you're saying, but I'll tell you the biggest complaint I have is people in Dayton that can't get onto the water. I'm just telling you. Well, and you know that's for four days. Okay? I understand. I understand. Out of, there's there's 361 more days of the year they can go fishing. Yeah, but they have a lot of tournaments. They have a lot of tournaments up there. And I'm not I'm they not do. I'm not I'm not being negative. I'm just I'm telling you that's the most often phone call I get as a commissioner. But you know what? They also being local. They, there's other boat ramps on Chickamauga. I understand. You can drive to Saudi. I understand. Uh, you know, so, hey, bring it on. <coughs> we right. uh, we appreciate the input to our local economy, <coughs> gentlemen. As always, it's good talking to you. Thank you. Even you, Rob. Even though you're quiet and not saying anything, but um, I uh, I appreciate your podium. Thank you, sir. All right, man. Talk to you. See you. All right. Uh, JD, can we get going? All right. Tony, hold on. We're going to take a quick break. You are first out of the box when we come back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the experts when it comes to lush green lawn. If you're a homeowner, Beatty's has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed specifically for this area and provide you with the knowledge to have the lawn that will be the envy of all your neighbors. Don't go buy a bag of something that may or may not work from a big box store. Beatty's has years of local knowledge and knows what will work in this area. Trust the local experts in fertilizer to assist you with your lawn. Make your neighbors really jealous. Call Beatty's. If you're a lawn care company owner or are on a landscaping crew, Beatty's can formulate special blends for your customers by the pallet. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Call Beatty's for more information on bulk fertilizer for your lawn care company. Minimum quantities required. So whether you're a homeowner, lawn care company, or just like digging around in the yard, go with the pros at Beatty's Fertilizer. 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty'sFertilizer.com. Like a good neighbor is not just a saying, it exactly describes my friend Rodney Allen. For nearly 20 years, my family has relied on Rodney for all of our insurance needs. He's been there when my kids were learning to drive, when my wife had been hit by a few deer, and when I needed life insurance to protect my family, as well as when my grandson was born. As you can see, he's not just our agent, he's part of our life. Rodney Allen, 423-847-3881. Like a good friend, Rodney will be there for your family too. 423-847-3881. If you need any outdoor supplies, there's only one place to go, Sportsman's Warehouse. They have all the equipment you need, as well as a friendly, knowledgeable staff to assist you. If you want a firearm, then check out the thousands of guns they have on the shelf. If you don't see one you want, go to sportsmanswarehouse.com. Choose from over 6,700 models they have, and they will ship it directly to the store. Everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors coming straight to the phones as promised. Hey, Tony, how you doing? Uh, pretty good. I, I was going to say that uh, I've had a bunch of SIGs and a few 1911s in my life, uh-huh. and I've had a bunch of Glocks. And the thing with Glocks is, well, they're not as pretty as a SIG or something, but you drop a Glock and on rocks or slide it across a, a concrete floor or something, you're not going to hurt it. You slide a 1911 or a, one of those Smith & Wesson or, or a Beretta, you're going to scratch it all up and everything. Those Glocks are just so rugged that they're... Uh, 
I don't know if any of y'all ever read that test they did years ago when guys come out. They would drop them out of helicopters at 100 feet and pick them up and fire 100 rounds, and they'd fire every every round, and not not miss a, a lick. You know, and 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 I I agree. That's what they always say about Glocks. They just work. Yeah, they just, yeah. They, whether you it's can't, in the you can't, water, you can't hardly or mud. them up. Yeah. No, I understand. I've seen a video. I've seen a video where they shoot one with another gun, and it still shoots and and fires all around. Yeah, it's I I understand. And if if my life is dependent on it, I want a gun that's going to when I pull the trigger. That's, that's right. Yeah. And complicated. I think that's a yeah, that's a good one to have. <laughs> Absolutely. Good points. All right. Thank Th- you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. I think I think Glock is more like the Kalashnikov of pistols. I mean, the 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 AK you can run it in the mud and get sand and grit and all that, and then it goes bang 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 every time. Same thing with a Glock, you know, drag it through the mud, freeze it. Yep. You know, it's the utilitarian Bang, bang. I can take a Glock all the way down. I mean, to every piece out of it they can. There's no way I'd try to do that with one of my M&Ps. There's just too right. many purses. Now, of course, M&P had to do a lot of stuff to get around Glock patents. But, uh, yeah, they work. When I went to uh, Macedonia... The uh, mission I did over there, I was going to be teaching AK-47 classes, and I had never seen the inside of one. I mean, I just I'd shot them, but I'd never really dealt with them. And I went to a gunsmith friend of mine, and he taught me how to maintain them and tear them down and everything. And when you open it up, it's like there's a, there's a coil of piano wire in there and a hammer, and that's about all they are. That's why they work. There's nothing in there to gum. There's nothing in there to gum up. Whereas with uh, like an M4, you open it up and it's just full of stuff. You know, there's parts everywhere, but you open up a AK and it's just wide open space. So yeah, it's going to work. All right, semi-automatic or revolver? What's your objective? I threw that word at you there during the break, all. Yeah, to not die. Uh, what you're comfortable with? Like I like I was talking earlier, my my sister has MS. Yeah. And she doesn't have a lot of strength in her hand, so she fears of not being able to work the slide on the gun. She's not comfortable keeping one in the chamber. So she has one of my Ruger LCR 22s, which has an extremely good trigger on it. Uh, Revolvers are great because 99% of the time, they're going to go bang. I had a guy one time said, well, you know, your blankety-blank pistol, it ain't going to go bang every time. And all you've got to do with a revolver is take the corner off of a piece of a business card, tear it off, fold it over, raise up the ejector star, put it under the ejector star, and slam that cylinder shut, and you've locked that revolver up tighter in a two-door. Two door, I almost said something ugly on the radio. Yeah, you, you almost yeah. did. Yeah, we got and, you. Yeah, hopefully there's a delay button somewhere. There, there is. And uh, so, yeah, any, any mechanical device is yep. going to break. Yeah. Can you go wrong with a revolver if it's a good one? No. Can you go wrong with a pistol if it's a good one? No. Are they bad revolvers? Yes. At one time, you couldn't have given you could not have given me a Ruger pistol. Ruger's making some fine pistols now. 
Ruger was known for their revolvers. Right. Smith and Wesson was the same way. They were known for their revolvers. Uh, I so. think the I think the thing that concerns me with a lot of people, again, it goes back to what we talked about earlier. If you don't practice, you're in trouble. And I think with most semi-automatics, there's a lot more room for error yes, sir. than there is with a revolver. And 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 I just I think that's part of the problem. And if it's purely for being safe, you know, I, and I get well, I want more. I want more ammo. The typical, there's what, two rounds fired? Three, yeah. Okay, two or three rounds, and they're usually within 10 feet. It's not like you need to be able to shoot 25 yards 50 times. Right. It just doesn't happen. Right. And so I think that's one of the things, and and not 50-50, you'll catch me with a revolver versus, uh, like I'm carrying a Kimber 9mm right now. Okay. Uh, but you may catch me with a a, a thirty eight yep. or three fifty seven. You know, it just in in one of my hiding places there at the house, I have a Smith and Wesson three fifty one revolver, yep. twenty two Magnum. And if I hear something go bump outside, I'm just as prone to grab it and drop it in my pocket as I am right. not. Right. So yeah, the thing about revolvers is they work, particularly if you've got one that's got. Uh, like the bodyguard's got the shielded hammer on it. Uh, I've worked with an FBI agent that in the wintertime, that's what he carried in his right front pocket. And if he was going after a, a nefarious individual, he could be standing there with his hand on his gun in his coat pocket because it's going to shoot every time. Right. With a pistol, it'll fire one time, and it's going to malfunction on you. So, yeah, revolvers definitely... Anybody that tells you that a short revolver is an arm-length gun, is that somebody that doesn't know how to shoot? Now, are they harder to shoot? Yes, because the recoil, shorter sight radius, usually a heavier trigger pull, but that goes back to putting the time in to learn to ha- handle the gun. It, it, it kills me, and this goes back to what we were talking about earlier, People get their handgun permits, they shoot the 50 rounds, they, whoo-hoo, I made 100 on that test. Well, hell, I can shoot the thing blindfolded and almost shoot 100 on it. I mean, uh, I don't mean to hurt their feelings, yeah. but. So, you know, and they're happy with that. And I, I, and I just, I usually take them down to the plate rack on the lower range, which I hope a state examiner's not listening, but I'll take them down on my plate rack, which is down on my lower range. And say, okay, let's see how fast you can shoot those plates down. And 99% of them can't get all six plates down. Don't care what they're shooting. A five shot, six shot, doesn't matter. Twelve shots. Twelve shot, it doesn't matter. They can't take them. And then I'll stand there and drop all six plates in about, you know, two, two and a half seconds from the holster. And they just look at me. And I said, I practice. And that's the key. Uh-huh. All right, we're going to go pay a bill. And, uh, and and when we come back, we'll talk about the different courses you offer and what people should take. How's that? Okay. All right. In the house with Ronnie Dodd from Dodd and Associates Training. We'll be right back. Here come the ducks, hit the high baller. Shut up the dogs, stare at the water. 
If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677. Spring will soon be here, and you know what that means. Grilling and barbecues. You can get everything you need at Don's Meat Shop, 648 Dixon Pike. Don has steaks such as T-Bone, Porterhouse, Ribeyes, and many, many more. You can pick up kebabs, chicken, burgers, pork chops, roast or fish, and try out their seafood. Be sure to try their summer sausage snack sticks. Don has quality meats and great cooking advice, so give them a call at 423-842-1256. Don's is open six days a week, closed Tuesdays. Check them out at donsmeatshop.com, and be sure to like them on Facebook. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors, hanging out with Mr. Dodd from Dodd and Associates Training. All right, so what about my my favorite caliber? I think you said you liked the 40? No, the 357 SIG. Oh, yeah. The only thing about those, you can also, in a worst-case scenario, you can use those things at a marshmallow roast or a wiener roast. Because when you... If you're doing a low light shooting or somebody firing a 357 sig, there is no doubt where that shooter's at. <laughs> Most of those things got muzzle blast on them. So you could light your way to the range if you needed. Yes, to. sir. Okay, yes, sir. Second. Worst case scenario, you could use that thing. You could probably land an aircraft with it. <laughs> yeah, it's visible from space. Yeah. Now, Hubble says up there, there goes another 357 sig shooter. Sanders at the range again. But yeah, Sanders is at the range. Uh, no, it's a great round. Uh, I don't own any of them, but I've got friends that they are they are firm believers in them. And uh, uh, I forget which department I was teaching a class a couple of years ago, and there was four guys. But that was that was their issue round. Yeah, and they they had <laughs> they had it in the sig, and I. Uh, by the time I realized that there were four of the guys out of the twelve shooting sig. 357s, I went and got some earplugs and put in under my electronic muffs because I thought mm. I'm going to have a heck of a headache by the end of the day if I don't. <laughs> yeah, but it's a... Uh, and really, it's, it's the ones I have shot, it's not like it's an overpowering recoil or anything yeah. like that. It's just it's just loud. <laughs> it's got a muzzle blast to it. There's no doubt about it's, it. I go down to the range and uh, and I've only got one. Uh, 357 sig. That's that's my Glock 32. <laughs> but I'll go down to the range and and there's no doubt I'm firing. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's, <laughs> there can be 25 shooters out there, and if somebody's shooting a 357 sig or a 500 Smith and Wesson, <laughs> you'll know it. <laughs> All right, so maybe it's and, and but you know I got interested in it because uh, a friend of mine who's retired Secret Service. We were having lunch one day, and he kind of went through the whole reasoning why the uh, law enforcement went to the 357 SIG, and and it was it was pretty. And, he, and I said, "So which one do you have?" And he had several. He said, "Get the get the Glock 32." He goes, that's, "And that's the first Glock ever bought." And he said, uh, "Just get it." And he he said, "You can always turn it around if you don't like it." And and I just I I love it. I carry it. What was their logic in going to him? I've never heard that the, story. The, well. When when it, the the whole round was actually developed, uh, 
by SIG because it was determined at the time the 357 was the best round Correct. For law enforcement to use. Correct. Well, SIG did not make revolvers. So to be able to compete with the revolvers, they developed the 357 SIG, which is a 40 caliber neck down to a 9 millimeter. Yes, sir. Uh, so you got the powder of a 40 and the, and the, and the bullet of a 9. And, and, and that was how, that, but that was the reason they came up with it, was to compete in the law enforcement market. I, I had heard a variation of that was that, Sig wanted to have their own round. It was after Glock came out with that forty-five gap. Yeah. So Sig wanted their own round, but that what what you said makes perfectly good sense. And yeah, because the blister's on a three fifty-seven Magnum, you can't beat it. Right. Now, back in the day, I shoot hundreds and hundreds of rounds of three fifty-seven. Nowadays, yeah, I shoot a box of three fifty-seven. I said, okay, I'm happy. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready done. to go home. Okay, let me get my 38s and put in here. <laughs> After a few, it's like, check, please. Yeah. <laughs> All right, since you don't know much about fishing, let me go ahead and ask you. Uh, I know you, you don't fish. So. I, tra- I trained with Crocodile Dundee, if that tells you okay. anything. What gun would be great for me dispatching all the big fish I catch? I mean, you know, sometimes you got to put a round in a fish to get it to get it in the boat. What what kind of, what do I need? Are you serious? No, <laughs> I'm joking with you. I'm joking. Seriously. I know you don't know anything about fishing. No. That's why I, that's why I had you hook, line, and sinker there for a Yeah, second. oh, yeah. I, I was thinking, uh, okay, uh, uh, I'm just having throwbacks to the movie Jaws, you know. They use a CO2 canister on him. No, they shot, no, the, you had, you no, had, they shot that with a, a .30-06 with the M1 Garand. They hit the air cylinder. And the guy That's hit. what I'm saying. They had a they had a canister and they hit it and blew it up. Yeah, so I guess it's thirty out six or nothing. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Okay. No, you had me on that one. Okay. <laughs> hey, uh, you offer several classes. I do, yes, sir. And if if a person was going to come up and take the first class, all right, somebody's got a permit. What's the first thing that they should come take from you? Uh, it's this new one I've developed. It's, it's called Fundamentals of Concealed Carry. Okay. Because with the state class. It is a very basic class. It, it basically proves that you're not going to shoot your instructor, you're not going to shoot yourself, and you know which end of the bullet of the gun it comes out of. Okay. And that's it. I mean, the, the shooting test is so simple, I can, 90% of the time, I can shoot it blindfolded right. and pass. Okay. So the fundamentals of marksmanship, of, I'm sorry, concealed carry, we go into, okay, how do you dress to carry a gun? Uh, I know you guys carry, I carry, we carry concealed type of holsters, and we do a lot more shooting, and we do work out of the holster. And I, and I get into some mindset. The worst thing, the worst thing you can have happen is to get into a gunfight. If you get into a gunfight, something has gone seriously wrong. Okay. Something's happened wrong somewhere. If you've had to go hands-on with somebody, it's something seriously wrong gone wrong so this this class just takes the basic and i cover any new laws that may have come out in the last six months or anything like that and it expands on that and how long is that class it's a it's an eight hour class but you do a lot more shooting okay and it's 200 bucks right it's 200 bucks i'm not i'm not cheap but i can be had i understand (laughs) all right what else you got that you like to teach Ah, the one I love is my reactive courses on the, uh, and of course, I mean, it's the most expensive, but it is actually, everything is shot in human response time. Now, in this uh, fundamentals class, I touch and get into that, of being able to 
you know, if I can put one between your eyes and it takes five seconds to do it, well, guess what? I've got a full magazine in you, and I'm reloading right. while you're putting that one shot on me. Right. So you need to be able to shoot in the time of the threat, not at your leisure. Sure. If you're just going to target shoot, doesn't matter. But if you're going to carry a gun for self-defense, you need to know how to use it. That makes sense. That makes sense. That's for me. I'm not here. <laughs> just take a message. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the the reactive courses, uh, I do do a one-day class. Uh, it's introduction to reactive shooting, and it's just basically the, uh, it's the first day of the three-day class. And if somebody thinks, well, can I do that? It's amazing the people, and, and I know I'm going to get slapped silly on this one, but it's amazing the people out there that think they can shoot that they can't. I just chuckle anybody sometimes to, oh, I'm an excellent shot. I, I'm, I'm, I'm an excellent shot. Well, under what conditions are you an excellent shot? Yeah, it's, it's that pressure situation that's kind of important. Yeah, that's just like today. I'm, I'm going to shoot a match uh, when I leave here, and there's, they use electronic timers. And we call it the blue box. When that little blue box goes off, your best laid plans go out the window. It's incredible. <laughs> and that's just a little blue box. Nobody's putting bullets toward you. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing. If somebody's shooting at you, then that's Ooh. a whole different animal. Yes, sir. So you're saying paper doesn't shoot back. Paper does not shoot back. All right. We're going to go pay the the popper the last time of the morning. When we come back, we're wrapping it up here on Tony Sanders Outdoors. I'm on a first-name basis at the tackle shop. I got a charge account running up nonstop. They ought to give me my old parking spot. I can't fit another plug in my tackle box. Sportsman's Warehouse is a perfect place to shop for all your outdoor equipment. No matter the season, Sportsman's Warehouse friendly staff and knowledgeable experts can assist you in finding what you need for your adventure. If you're a hunter, angler, boater, hiker, camper, or need clothing or shoes, Sportsman's Warehouse has just what you need. If you're looking for a firearm, Sportsman's Warehouse has over a 1,000 guns in the store. Now, if you don't see one you want, you can go to sportsmanswarehouse.com and select from over 6,700 guns offered online. Then you can have it shipped directly to the store, everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Don't forget to sign up and register for the Sportsman's Warehouse loyalty card. This will give you points towards gift cards and special promotions, as well as keeping you informed of upcoming events. Be sure to like them on Facebook for prizes, promotions, as well as things happening at the store. The place to shop for all your outdoor needs. Sportsman's Warehouse. The great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the experts when it comes to lush green lawns. If you're a homeowner, Beatty's has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed for this area and provide you with knowledge to have a lawn that is the envy of all your neighbors. If you're a lawn care company owner, Beatty's can formulate special blends for your customers by the pallet. Go to the pros at Beatty's Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty'sFertilizer.com. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors is wrapping it up. Ronnie, thank you so much for being here, man. It's a pleasure, always. Like I say, I'm always learning from you guys and learn from the caller today about guns. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's always a pleasure for me to be here. I appreciate it. I was uh, 
Is the winter clearance still still going on at Sportsman's? It is up to seventy percent off on selected items. I hope it's Merrill's shoes. I need two new pairs. Yeah, you know that's where I get my Merrill's too. Matter of fact, I'm wearing a, some boots. I got the shoes and the boots. I got the shoes. Half the half the half the the staff over there. That's what they wear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're so comfortable. Yeah. My sister turned them on to me while I was in the uh, desert, and that's uh, that's all I wear. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I agree. I'm with you. Uh, and they're going to have a, a a cookoff. And they needed a celebrity cook or judge. I d- I think judge, but are you, they, are you gonna be there? I'm I'm gonna be there the twenty third. Yeah, because I will not be in town again. Oh, that's right. Why You'll did be they a- set this up on the the only Saturday? I'm guaranteed out of the, out of the state. Yeah, that's a, or out of the city. The that is always a standing date the because of the friends Saturday, of the NRA. The last Saturday of of where, February. Where's the cookoff at? Uh, Sports Warehouse. Huh, J- come out there. You may, you gonna make some or <laughs> no? You, going, there's going to be a lot to sample, I can tell you that. There you go. Sample it. I um, can't eat it. Okay. No. Oh. I can't eat it either, and last year I was a judge, so I went home after that and <laughs> ate like a, ate a whole box of uh, Dude, Tums. I have got the stuff for you. It's called Ratadine. It's a liquid, uh, like a Zantac. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, you can drink that stuff, and it's a miracle. It miracle a, juice. It was a close call getting yeah. home, I'll say that. All right, tell everybody how to get a hold of you. Uh, easiest way is doddtraining.com, D-O-D-D training.com. Email me at info, I-N-F-O, at doddtraining.com or 423-877-0399. Give that number one more time. 423-877-0399. And if you don't get me through one of those three ways, I'm probably not around town. But I do. I check emails Quite often, that's that's the easiest way to get in touch with me. Cool, and I'm gonna I want to check out that uh, that um, thing that you have to change the cant in the in the Glock. Uh, sure. I'll, What's it called? Uh, Grip Force Adapter. Now, does it work on any of the Glock models? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Right. What what gen is your Glock? Two, three, four. That will make a difference. I have a all now. Actually, that's not true. I have a three, a four, and a five. But the five supposedly you're not, you do not need it. Yeah. I haven't shot a five yet, but supposedly they have incorporated that into it. Gotcha. As far as the grip angle, right? So, and you, I was thinking, I was thinking more for the the thirty two, the G, the the three fifty seven Sig. If you'll holler at me one day this week, I'll meet you somewhere and give you one. Because the funny thing is, is the when the first time I shot it, and ever since then, I've kind of adapted, but I shoot low. And yeah. I never yeah. really thought about it with that. They just inherently shoot low, but when you put the script force adapter on there, and it's simple, you take out the one of the takedown pins, this thing snaps up on it, put the pin back in it, and it gives it the angle of a 1911. That's that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. All right, calendar, calendar. Coming up, uh, Sandhill Crane closes on tomorrow, on Sunday. So, so does Waterfowl. Coming up on the 2nd. Bayside Baptist Wild Game Dinner is Sid Bream is going to be there from the Atlanta Braves. Not Sid Brim. Okay, it's Sid Brim Bream. On the ninth is Silverdale's Wild Baptist Game Dinner. <laughs> Dead gummit, I did it again. Silverdale Baptist. How about I do it? How about I do it? Yeah, you do it. Out and about with the trout and Tony Sanders outdoors at Lake Junior on the ninth. <laughs> Wild Baptist again. Sorry. Uh, Cherokee Chapter NWTF on March second. Safari Club. On the 23rd of March, Ducks Unlimited Great Outdoor Festival on the 6th of April, 
and that's that's all. We'll get the rest of it. Go out and be with those wild Baptists at Bayside and Silverdale. Tony Sanders Outdoors. We'll see you next week. Ronnie, thank you so much for being here. Good, gentlemen. Thank you. I appreciate y'all. You have been listening to a podcast of the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoor Show. Please subscribe to our service to get updated shows weekly throughout the year. Like us on all the social medias to keep up with what's going on on Tony Sanders Outdoors.